Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Calm Talks. My name is Adil, and I'm here alongside my brilliant co-host, Anne. We are here to help you lead a life of peace and progression, one calm talk at a time. Now, this episode, originally, we were talking about what it's like to live in a metropolitan city like New York, where we're at. And everyone comes to New York, or most people anyway, to chase a dream, chase a career, chase their purpose. But in the midst of it all, they find that even though they're surrounded by all these buildings, with all these people, they feel the loneliest they've ever felt. And that's what we're going to be tackling today. What does that mean? And how can someone navigate and deal with that loneliness, that lonely state of mind? What's your experience been like living in this part of the world from across the pond where you travel from? Yeah, well, definitely from across the pond. You can hear <laughs> it, that's for sure. Without doubt, I felt so lonely here at times. Without doubt. I mean, obviously, the pandemic, you know, exacerbated that. But let's take that out of the equation because in general, it can be very lonely here because it's a very transient place, in my opinion, anyways. People come and they go. People come to make their career or their dream, whatever it is. They might get it and they keep chasing that success, which may pigeonhole them more into their own little niche, into their own little way of life. Or they might not get it and they might leave. Or they might just grow out of it, you know, for many reasons, right, without even going into the details so much. It can be very transient here. So building like long-standing, deep, meaningful relationships is actually quite difficult. And that's been my experience anyways. You lived here a couple of years longer than me though. So how about for you? There's a sense of belonging to New York in a bizarre way because everyone can find their pocket, right? Everyone can find their group. It is a feeling of a community because people who are from New York take a lot of pride of being from New York. But there's still that sense of, distance that you are part of a community but it's it's everyone's at an arm's length whereas i think in in like a lot of the suburban areas maybe you'll know your neighbors i've lived in new york for several years i've never known my neighbors don't know what they look like don't know their names maybe once in a while you spot someone but you're trying to avoid them for the most part (laughs) so it's a really bizarre feeling because new yorkers really do take pride in like the new york bravado yet they, everyone is kind of distant. So eventually I think that everyone does find themselves feeling some level of loneliness. It's just natural that that happens. Yeah, I feel like in New York, there's everyone's close proximity, but there's no closeness. You know, there's not really that deeper, like meaningful connection between people. Is it the same in the UK where you're from? You know, that's kind of hard to answer because I grew up there. I grew up in London. So I grew up with a community. So for me, I obviously don't feel that. Maybe if I was from New York, born in New York, raised in New York, it'd be different. But as a visitor, as a tourist here, I definitely feel that loneliness. But for London, I don't know. What about Karachi? Yeah, for Karachi and Pakistan, it's definitely a similar response to you because I went to school over there, lived like 20 years of my life over there. Majority of my life was back home. So we certainly had a sense of community and belonging. But I think there's also the element of religion over there, right? Because you go to the mosque, the reason you're supposed to go to the mosque is because you feel like a part of a community because everyone's there at the same time. So I think those sort of religious rituals, which obviously are very popular in Pakistan for Islam, I think they also create a sense of belonging and community. I think it's important actually to mention here that what we're really talking about when we talk about New York being the lonely state of mind, it's more focused on people that are not from New York. It's more people that are, you know, have made it their home. Totally. And I think it would also probably apply to 
a person in any metropolitan city. But, you know, we can only speak for our own experience, right? But speaking about loneliness and a lonely state of mind, how does one actually overcome that? How does one navigate that for someone who has moved to New York or any other bigger city where they find themselves in this sort of state of mind? You know, there's many like general pieces of advice we can give, you know, or, you know, find some hobbies or whatever it is, right? But the truth is, is that the way to really avoid loneliness is actually to not be lonely within yourself. You really need to understand yourself first. For example, let's say you're somebody that likes adventure. Then you should focus on doing things that, you know, fulfill that thing within you. For example, you might find the hiking group, let's just say, right? You really need to understand loneliness is actually a part of you not fulfilling one of your own needs. And you need to go and fulfill that need in the city. Maybe that is also general, but in my opinion, it's not because it's something that is individual to you. So the first thing to do to avoid loneliness is actually to understand yourself. I actually echo that 100%. I think it's about being at peace with yourself. I think if you truly learn to be by yourself with your own company, that is ultimately a lifelong superpower that you can just carry with yourself. Because the truth of the matter is that whether it's New York or any, any other place in the world, people will eventually have their own lives and split off. Many years ago, everyone who was born into like a, a town would probably perpetually stay in that town forever. I mean, we didn't, we didn't have cars till what, like 100 years ago? Planes? We, you can work from anywhere now, digitally. So we live in a different time where people can travel and just relocate all the time. So there's a lot more mobility and with everyone that we know. So of course you can have like your Zoom, your your Skypes and all that, you know, your video calls and everything like that. But you, you ultimately want to build a life where not necessarily you are seeking loneliness, but you're comfortable with it when it arises. I think there's some level of superpower within being comfortable with your own company. Yeah, agreed. But again, I think that also is kind of full circle, really. If you understand yourself, then you understand when you'll be okay with your own company and also when you won't be. Like, for me, I know that I'm, I can be quite extroverted. And I know that if I spend too long in my own company, that will actually lead me to feeling more lonely. Um, now, of course, I like being in my own company to just say, get work done. I mean, that makes sense, right? I'm not somebody that likes to work with, say, music on and like a TV on or to be honest, I don't like working with people around me. It kind of distracts me because I'm extroverted. <laughs> I want to talk to everyone. So <laughs> Would never have guessed. <laughs> <laughs> so it depends. You have to know yourself. So in my case, you know, I know that I can actually end up feeling lonely if I'm actually alone for too long, which is why, for example, the pandemic wasn't that great. I'm sure other people can relate. But ultimately, it comes down to knowing yourself. Are you someone that operates best in big spaces with lots of people? Maybe you're someone that operates better alone. You need to know how you are, what really works for you, and you need to combat them feelings of loneliness when they arise, given the situation you're in. You know, since we're talking about this, one of the things that I have actively tried to avoid, something that I've learned is to recognize that if I'm feeling lonely, that shouldn't be the only reason that I engage with certain companies and certain people. I think one of the things that I found myself doing was that because I felt lonely in New York at times, I would hit up people and hang out with them or even maybe date people or, or any women 
<laughs> any woman, <laughs> singular. <laughs> if, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I felt lonely, but that's just me filling filling a gap, right? It's just me. It's not me actually facing the the source of the issue. So that's one of the things that I've learned is to actually be in touch and be present with what makes you lonely and how you're actually reacting towards that. Are you actually responding by saying, you know what, I'm going to deal with my loneliness by either hanging out with people or dating people that are not right for me? It's actually not the right solution. It's something that I had to be mindful of. Yeah, I think that's really the second thing, right? Like the first thing, obviously, knowing yourself and what works for you when loneliness will trigger or what triggers loneliness. The second thing really is not to engage in the vices that you may have when you're lonely. You know, maybe one of your vices might be eating girls. I don't know, right? <laughs> hey, <laughs> man, don't be judgmental. <laughs> Other people might like, you know, eat too much or you know, they might be a bit gluttonous or maybe they gamble, whatever it is, right? I don't know what it is, right? But the point is, is that a quick way that people would try and combat loneliness is by engaging in vices. And that's something you have to be conscious of. It's kind of like a subset of the first thing that we're talking about, because when you do know yourself, that means you also know what your vices are. You want to make sure that you avoid them when you're feeling lonely. Otherwise, they have the ability to overtake you. And we also talk a lot about having victory over your vices in episode nine. So if you want to know more about that, then I'd encourage you to check that out. Thinking about what other tip a person could have about just dealing with loneliness, right? I think in a city like New York, or maybe any other city that a person is listening from, there is literally a place for everyone. I think that's kind of the beauty of it as well, right? There is something or some community for everyone to find. Like I have found poker communities in New York. I have found communities to uh, work out, do combat training, do jujitsu. I've taken like a dance lesson as well, right? So like, you know, there's different... Improv, yeah, improv. <laughs> Improv's a good one as well. Don't forget them days. <laughs> <laughs> my, my glory days, yeah, under the spotlight. But I think you can find the different pockets. And I think that kind of, again, goes back to the first point that you were saying is to figure out who you are. But even if you don't, just don't be afraid to try new things. Don't be afraid to put yourself in situations and with activities where you might go and meet some incredible people and you may find what your circle is. Yeah, like loneliness as a form of growth is actually fantastic. If you're feeling lonely and you gear that towards how am I going to develop myself as a person, I think that's actually turning a negative into a positive. In your case, you had some time or you wanted to develop yourself in a certain way and you did improv as an example, right? I know you've spoken about that before. This is a great way to combat that feeling because you're actually looking at ways to develop yourself in you know other aspects that you probably hadn't considered before. So I want to ask you, you had mentioned like during the pandemic, of course, there was a level of loneliness, which was probably exacerbated during that time. Do you feel like during that period, your growth accelerated or did it actually slow down because of not having that community? You know, me personally, I very candidly, I think it slowed down. I'm somebody that thrives, I think, in more of a community setting. Um, I'm someone that, you know, oftentimes looks to have a team. I'm someone that looks to understand the people talk to them, understand their problems, and also, you know, communicate mine. I just overall, it helps me feel very balanced. In the pandemic where I was forced to be alone, that personally wasn't good for me. I felt like I wasn't my most balanced self. To sort of rebut that, right, I actually spent a lot of time alone practicing, like, just how to, like, be in my own company. So I kind of tried to use it in a positive way to get more comfortable with myself. That's interesting, yeah, because the pandemic was 
it was such a bizarre time, honestly. Like I remember when that happened, I was living with a roommate at that time and it was just me and him stuck in there in the apartment. And this is like a like one of my best friends. This guy's like a brother to me and I've known him since my university days. And I'm glad I had him next to me. I can't imagine living by myself during that time where everything is locked down. The gym's closed, you know, you, the grocery store, you have to go in with a mask, everyone's scared. There was a point they were, they had a curfew where you couldn't be out outside of like 8 p.m. Like it was actually pretty mental when you think about it. Like that was not too long ago. To be fair, when I was in the pandemic, I lived by myself and we had a gym in the building, which because everybody lived in the same building, technically you could use it because they're all part of the same household. Some rule like that. That's so bizarre. Yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah, it made no sense. But you know what? I wasn't going to ask. Of course. So I actually really got into fitness in the pandemic. So again, yes, it was lonely. Yes, it was challenging. Yes, I like to do things in teams generally. But that's the rest, all right? Instead, I just went gym, learned to exercise a bit better. So again, turning that negative into a positive, I think, is always the way to go. I think that's fair. I think that regardless of the adversity that you're facing, just open your mind up and look at that as an opportunity to grow. Look at that as a moment for you to look within yourself and find some level of improvement within yourself. Some level of even, if, even if it's not improvement, some way to learn more about yourself. You know, actually, another thing that I did learn being lonely was actually how to have downtime. Now, I'm someone that doesn't often times have downtime, as you know this about me. And if, I'm, if I have nothing to do, I feel so unproductive. This is probably, I'm probably, probably my own vice in a weird way. I'm quite guilty of that. So um, in the pandemic, I was forced to, oh, I couldn't do anything. So I had to learn to actually have, have some downtime. That's actually when I started like watching some TV and doing a bit more normal things. Not saying that TV is good and you should watch loads of TV, but I did learn to actually sometimes switch off. So again, turning that negative into a positive. The pandemic turned out to be like a blessing in disguise. I know it was a difficult moment for a lot of people. There were unfortunately people who passed away because of COVID. And I know certain people who did. And I empathize with that and I sympathize with that to a great extent. But for me on a personal level, even though it was extremely difficult, it was exactly what I needed. Because I went from being someone who was still kind of going out, getting drunk uh, on a night out to putting that aside. And actually just being forced to be indoors because all the bars were closed, all, all, all of the clubs were closed and just looking deeper within myself. It was already something that I was working on because I was reducing my sort of, you know, nights out. But this just accelerated my own growth and my own self-reflection. I think that's really the fourth thing, right? In your times of loneliness, one way to combat it is actually to focus yourself more on the things you're trying to achieve. If you're able to take that, put that feeling aside, understand that your loneliness may be a form of actually being alone, use that time alone to focus on things you're trying to achieve, maximize more of that time, build towards the life you're trying to live. I think we talk about this quite a bit, right? Like there are certain moments where it makes sense to be by yourself. We're talking about whether having a team or doing things solo on the previous episode. And it's the same concept over here. There are certain moments of your life, it makes sense for you to just put your head down, be by yourself and get shit done. And that's perfectly fine. It's, it's up to you to recognize those moments. We also mentioned just now about being alone and being lonely and they're two kind of different things. Say more. Being alone is when there's no one else around. But being lonely is when you don't feel connected. And I think it's important to distinguish between the two. 
when you're feeling lonely, is it because you are alone? Or is it because you don't feel connected with someone else? That I think is something that we all need to really have in our minds of the difference. Because once you know the difference, you're able to combat the issue you're having. Maybe you're just alone. Like the pandemic, I was actually just alone. I couldn't have anyone in or around me or whatever it was within six feet, or, you know, them rules. But I didn't feel that lonely. So yeah, you need to ask yourself if you're lonely or alone. That's such a fantastic point because they are different and it's okay to be alone. But in the long run, it's not okay to be lonely. I think loneliness is what cripples people. I think loneliness is what drives a lot of people to acting insane or acting out of character. I don't think that that's how human beings are kind of meant to be. I think that we thrive off of community. I think we thrive off of having a sense of belonging. And I would actually attribute that a lot of the problems that we face today as a society in, in the world, particularly America, is that everyone is so distant, is that everyone is sort of trying to find a way of community in an unauthentic and an unorganic way. We're already a part of the same community. We're all part of the same society, but we draw lines, we draw internal borders between each other. And that's what separates us. And that's what ultimately begs us against each other. And I think that having that loneliness is a result of that. Is there anything else you would say in terms of how to combat loneliness? I think one thing we haven't mentioned is that you should be intentional with how you proceed once you've identified the loneliness. It's quite quick, or some people can be quite quick to jump into something that's not really right for them. And I've definitely been guilty maybe in the past where because I was feeling loneliness, that I would maybe start dating a person who wasn't a great fit. There wasn't a fit on our values and our compatibility. There wasn't a fit. And I've just come to realize that it's okay to be alone. And it's okay to deal with that and learn with that and be patient. Because ultimately, no person is better than the wrong person. And just because you're feeling lonely doesn't mean you should attach yourself to another person. It's actually disingenuine to the other person and yourself. I know we've kind of spoken a lot about loneliness. Obviously, it's fueled from our time in New York. You know, it's a bit exacerbated by the pandemic. I know it was a, a couple of years ago now, but ultimately, you know, our point here is that New York and probably other metropolitan cities are, can be quite lonely. Really, the focus here is just to help everyone understand that loneliness is, can be okay. You can use it in your benefit. The first thing really is just to understand yourself, right? Understand why you're lonely, the things that could cause loneliness, the, your triggers for it. You really need to understand yourself first to know how to combat it when it does happen. The other thing is obviously to avoid your vices. You don't want to succumb to them or you know, go towards them because you're lonely. That may be regarding relationships and other people you let in your life or anything else, whether that be gambling or even seeking validation. There's so many vices that we have these days. You want to be conscious not to gravitate towards them as a result of your loneliness. And of course, understand the difference between being lonely and being alone. You have to understand that before you can even tackle the problem. And you know, lastly, whatever does happen, you've got to use it to your advantage. You've got to use this time, if you're feeling lonely, pivot it, turn that negative into a positive. Work on yourself, work on your goals, work on what you're trying to achieve. Don't let it fester. And whatever you do, remember, stay calm.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Calm Talks. And just as a reminder, if you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at Calm Talks and join our mailing list by visiting our website at calmtalks.com. And as always, stay calm. Thank you.